could be going off the rails here. Wrong way, Lou Rufino. Hit the breaking news. Hit the breaking news. Boy, Rico Radabali, you can rat me out to the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion because I'm putting everything on the line. Breaking news, WABC. Karnak, the magnificent, best known as Curtis Lewa, who knows where all the bones are buried and who buried them, says that the vote in city council today will be a resounding slapdown of Eric Adams. 41 will side to override his veto. Only eight will side with him, no abstentions. Now, remember, Curtis, you know what John said, if you are wrong, you are gone. Yeah. You see that, Rico Radabali? I'm putting everything on the line. Again, 41-8, no abstentions. Uh, and I'll explain at the end of the show why he does not have the support that he thought he had. Mr. $85,000 customized suit, everybody loves me. Oh, what a failure this is. But worse than any failure of Eric Adams, who has had so many, the MTA money-taking agency has really become a laughing stock on every social networking platform, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, because every time they try a new venture to slow down or eliminate fair evasion, they fail miserably. Uh, Nancy, who joins me every Tuesday and Thursday on the Rip and Read to do the deep dive as the e-attorney, uh, explain to me the latest scam, I mean the latest scheme of the MTA to stop fair evasion. Well, apparently subway emergency exit gates at select stops will open on a delay as part of a pilot program aimed at deterring what the MTA officials are calling the super highway of fare evasion, the emergency exits. Oh, the emergency exits. The emergency exits <laughs> are there should there be an emergency on the tracks within the system itself. Well, yeah, so their genius idea is to implement a 15-second delay for exit through the doors. So apparently this is going to stop other people from coming in the other way. I'm not sure how, but um, it certainly will prevent people from leaving should there actually be an emergency. This is crazy. It's the purpose of an emergency door. So you can get the hell out of there as quickly as possible. Like what happens if a guy is trying to slash you, grab you, rape you? You gotta wait 15 minutes, 15 seconds to get through that door, that gate? And what's interesting is, so the, the head of the MTA's capital program committee, this is someone named Torres Springer, said, introducing the delayed egress, we maintain the emergency exit capacity while making it more difficult to open on a regular basis. How? That's the exact opposite of doing that. Okay, so let's assume there's an emergency of some type. Fire, which they have often fire on the tracks because they don't pick up the garbage on the tracks. And I've been in some of the stations. It gets really smoky. For me, I'm, you know, I'm a smoke eater, but a lot of people are terrified, so they, they flee. Uh, what can they depend on? What kind of response from the MTA other than delaying their departure for 15 seconds? Well, apparently the the spokesperson for the MTA said that they chose these particular pilot stations because of the fact that there's token booth clerks there. So in the event of an emergency, there's actually staff that can help while the doors are locked. Wait a second. The token booth clerks 
never leave the token booths unless they have to go to the bathroom. And I still don't know where they go to the bathroom. Remember, they were all over the city, right? They, they didn't eliminate token booth clerks. You know, they said, oh, they're going to be station managers. They won't be in the token booth clerk uh, uh, bunker any longer. They, they never leave the token booth uh, unless they got to go to the bathroom. And I'm trying to figure out where do they go to the bathroom? I mean, you can't find bathrooms. Well, I mean, certainly in the case of an emergency, if they're exiting the booth, I have a feeling they're going to be bypassing all the passengers and just running now, away I from think, them. I uh, think they use the traditional, the king of talk radio, Bob Grant approach. He always used to have a bottle in the studio with him so that when he had to um, eliminate the liquid out of his uh, system, it would go right into the bottle. In fact, Rico Radabali knows that well. He was the producer at that time. But anyway, so this is another expenditure of money, I guess. This came about, what, with a think tank? Uh, How did they devise this nonsense? Well, I mean, again, now this is just part of uh, them brainstorming. Now, this is in addition to the idea of deploying more cops and private security, which unfortunately really don't have any effect because they don't stop anybody. Um, But, you know, you're, you're missing the obvious fact, right? These emergency gates, aside from being there for emergencies, usually are used by riders who have disabilities or people with packages or strollers. There's only um, like a few stations that have the ability for people to go through freely with the newer sort of turnstiles. So you're going to be in a tough position if you have to wait for that time. Now, imagine there is an emergency going on. Emergency just be maybe some crazy person on this on the subway station coming after you. And now you have a delayed ability to get out of the station. This is nuts. And then this comes on the heels of uh, close to a million dollars they spent on the turnstiles, state-of-the-art turnstiles at the Sufton Boulevard station, which connects you on the E-train to the train to the plane that'll take you to JFK. There are three different ways now on TikTok that you can evade paying your fare easier than you can with the old system. Well, and actually, and to your point with that, so for this new, um, you know, uh, uh, pilot program they have with the emergency doors, another sort of thing to have your mind put at ease is that there is a way to override the 15-second delay in the emergency exit, which means that probably it'll take about 24 hours for a rider to figure that out, and then it goes up onto social media, and everyone knows how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then all oh, this crackerjack brain trust at the MTA money-taking agency, who don't even use the system, by the way. They don't even use the system. have come to the conclusion of why the F train went off the rails before it hit West 8th Street and Brighton, Right before the last stop, Coney Island, Stillwell Avenue, uh, it took them many, many hours to put together 1,258 pages of a study. And what was their conclusion, Nancy? Well, uh, first of all, it's, it was a two-pronged issue. One was that the, the tracks were uneven, and the other thing is apparently there were some bolts missing. There were bolts missing? Yeah, <laughs> that are supposed to hold... The arm of the, the, the train on it, a, a key suspension component. They were just missing. They don't know where they went. That was like the other day. What was it, JetBlue, that was missing some <laughs> bolts in the wing? Uh, but our crack president of the MTA, leave it to him. What the hell is his name again? Um, a well, per- uh, person of, Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, a guy of no consequence. He came to the conclusion that, in fact, 
There is a reason that so many trains have gone off the track. You know, the track needs to be straight in order for uh, a train to, uh, to run or run on top of it safely and, and without uh, a slow speed derailment as we had here. So we're going to look at that and see. <laughs> he was right. The tracks do need to be straight, apparently. <laughs> Uh, now, I see uh, they've put in some new emergency uh, gates at the Clark Street Station in uh, Lower Brooklyn, which we will be visiting tomorrow. We will be doing a video. We will be testing it out. This, remember, are the safety gates that were first installed at 191st Street up on the number one train up in Washington Heights Inwood to a great deal of derision, laughter, people saying, oh, my God. Uh, they still have wet paint on a gate that doesn't even cover the entire platform area from top to bottom, which is the way they do it in London subway system, the way they do it in Tokyo subway system. But apparently, I guess they ran out of money because they're doing it the low budget way. Yeah, and apparently, so the the one that they just installed in in the Clark Street station. There's already footage of it from riders on social media. Probably one of the reasons that they want to crack down on social media, um, and showing that when the doors open. It literally blocks half of the door. And again, now keep in mind, these um, barriers, they don't even go to the edge of the platform. So when you get out, you don't just go straight. You could technically go right or left and then be between the barrier and the subway car, which is even more dangerous. So, And, and they acknowledge that they don't line up perfectly because different subway cars have doors in different places. So they know it, going in, it was not going to work properly. So Nancy Sliwa and Curtis Sliwa will be at Clark Street tomorrow. <laughs> as I will be testing out the proficiency of the platform guard in every in each way imaginable. We'll do a video. We'll post it for all of you to check out. Oh, yeah, and also the, the third place that they plan on putting this is in the West 8th Street, the Coney Island, which is the same place that we just spoke about. So you, you will have safety barriers on the platform, but you just might not make it there because the train's going to fall off the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> they And these idiots... It wastes millions of our dollars at J Street Borough Hall, downtown Brooklyn. All these top flight executives, they have limousines. You know, Jeeves drives them around. They don't use the very system. I mean, they don't use the LIRR. They're responsible for that. They don't use Metro North. They don't use the subway system. They don't use the bus system. And I will tell you this. Andrew Evilize Cuomo, I hold him responsible, even though he hasn't been in office in a long time, thank God. But right before the lockdown and pandemic, he had procured money to hire 500 MTA cops. These are not NYPD cops. They're not part of the transit police. They're separate. They generally guard property. But these 500 cops were going to have the specificity uh, assignment of being assigned at the turnstiles to prevent fair evasion. And they never did it. It was all promises, promises. You see... Guys like Cuomo and Adams and all these politicians, they really all think that all of you are stupid. They have a press conference and they say, oh, you'll remember that I promised something, but I never delivered. Not. Again, he never did anything about it. Yeah, I mean, and keep in mind, in terms of these uh, subway barriers, they were speaking about this for almost two years. They delayed finding a contract for it until they got, you know, so much political pressure. And they acknowledged, we don't think these are going to serve any purpose, but we're getting a lot of pressure so right away in December, they found someone who I'm not even sure. I'm still trying to figure out who, who got, got these contracts. And within 
within a month, they already have well, several of them up. So it shows you, again, the workmanship is not that on, on point. Speaking of contracts, the city controller Brad Lander was cold busted by the New York Post. Uh, while driving his own car, he has been a chronic scofflaw, both before he became a, a city controller and now. And he goes, you got me. Well, there ought to be a penalty. He ought to be forced to ride the subway system. I think if you're in elected office, you should be forced to use the subway system and the buses and not have uh, uh, bodyguards as uh, the controller would have with the brand new uh, Chevy Suburban SUVs to drive you around as if it was a chariot. You should have to use the mass transit that you say needs congestion pricing to keep mass transit going. You can't just do as I say, do as I do. Hey, Brad Lander, it's time for you to actually ride the subway, maybe for the very first time in your life.